Hi, welcome back to Stacked, the podcast about life and books and life with books. My name is Zipporah. And I'm Amanda. Please remember to follow and like this podcast wherever you listen to it. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good, friend. How are you? I'm good. It's sunny. I was going to say, yeah. finally the sun is back. My toes are out. Toes are out. Toes are out. <laughs> Cows also out. <laughs> <laughs> Check that. <laughs> what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Honestly, just enjoying the sun. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know how people say summer bodies are built in the winter? Mm-hmm. I feel like mine is built in know, the summer. Concurrently. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, who has the time to build a summer body in the winter? Like, I honestly have the time, but I'm just like, what? No, and also, I want to eat so much in the winter. Like, the summer is the only time where I actually eat the healthiest. Mm. In the winter time, I want everything hearty. (laughs) I want everything like just double carbs, like you know, cheesy pasta, all that kind of Mm. stuff. You know, yeah, nothing good for me. And the thing is, when it's when it's dark at four, there's no hope. Exactly. There's no encouragement. But in the summer, you can, you know, you can have a nice little salad and it's fine. You know, and you feel full. Like, you feel full. And it's fine. I feel good. I yeah. think I'm getting so much, like, fulfillment from life when the sun is out. Mm-hmm. And then when it's, like, darker, I do I do need, like you said, those hugs. Yeah, you need the comfort. The, t- the, the tummy hugs. <laughs> um, so I feel like... I've well, been... that is what they are. They're actually tummy hugs. <laughs> so I've been exercising, actually. Nice. Yeah. And cooking more. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, the sun really encourages me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, same. So much. And I know, like, we always talk about it, but it's just like, I know that I'd be a completely different person if I lived somewhere that was, like, oh, mostly sunny. Yeah. Thanks. I think I'd be happier. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What have you been up to? Nothing much, really. Just, you know, still trying to finish off this dissertation, girl. We salute you. And all my other finals and whatever. I'm just so ready to be done. Hopefully by the end of this month and then I can... Move on for yeah. And oh, summer can start. It's over soon. Yeah. Two more weeks. Literally two Ten more, more days. weeks. Literally. <laughs> and then it's over. Um, and that's making me panic, but that's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Suffer now. And then you'll have the whole summer too. Yeah. That's yeah. what I need to keep telling myself. Yeah. Just like suffer now. It's temporary. Yeah. Yeah. Suffering is temporary. Literally. You know? A degree is forever. <laughs> <laughs> Deep. <laughs> Okay, so are you reading anything at the moment? Yeah, I'm still reading Black and Female. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting really good. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really coming for Empire. I feel like I've stopped reading about colonization. Oh, and, okay, okay. Yeah, you're like, who's Empire? I was like, the show? <laughs> Raji? <laughs> no, actually. Yeah, no, not Cookie. Um, yeah. <laughs> coming for, yeah, the, 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 the British Empire. The Empire. Oh, oh no, no, not the British one. The Which was the one? Who's the Rose? Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, whose empire is that one? Dutch. Okay, I feel like well, they were Dutch. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to look that up. I cannot be wrong about that as a Southern African. They will come <laughs> for me. They will She's literally like, come for me. me. <laughs> no, he was British. Okay. Yeah. The British Empire. Yeah. That's the British said. Empire. Mm-hmm. And I read uh, Small Worlds by Caleb Azuma Nelson. Nice. So mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. It was so good. I'm not going to spoil it. Mm-hmm. I mean, his his books, I feel like, don't really have a strong plot. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a big spoiler, but yeah, it's, it's really more good. about the journey, right? Yeah. What is the actual plot? Because I haven't, or like the premise, because I haven't got my hands on it yet. It's and ba- I know Nancy was talking about it last week as well, or whenever that was. God, I have no concept of time. A oh, few yeah, weeks ago. a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. It's basically just about this family. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like set over 
a series of summers. Mm. I feel oh, like okay, that's nice. the vibe. Yeah. 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 Oh, that'll be a good one to read in the summer then. Yeah, okay. 100%. Very I know, nice. good release time. Yeah, very good yeah. release time. What about you? What are you reading? I'm the same. I'm still reading what I was reading last week, which mm. is 20 Fragments of a Ravenous Youth. I'm still really, really enjoying that. Mm. And I think because I am enjoying it, I'm trying to read it like real slow because it's quite short. It's like it's under 200 pages. Would it take you a week to read that? Yeah, normal. like because I'm reading like a fragment a day or okay. like something. Like I'm trying to not like rush through it. Yeah. Just because I want to kind of like savor it. And I feel like because I have been savoring it, I've been like thinking and like ruminating on it mm. so much and you know like last time when, I, when we were here and I was like talking about it and I was so excited <laughs> I love this girl like the main character yeah you're I saying you were like she's my bestie her. like we're actually besties like yeah. I don't know how things are gonna end up but you know you're I'm, gonna be there for yeah her. I'm not ready to let go of this journey <laughs> <laughs> and it's just yeah I've been thinking about it. it's like even just like with the title yeah like Thinking of like a ravenous youth, like that kept yeah. like playing in my head. Yeah. Cause like youth is kind of ravenous. Mm. You know, like youth is so kind of like hungry. Like when you're young, you're so hungry and like yeah. youth is all consuming. And it's like you think that you know everything, that you have everything, but you still want more, more, more. Like, mm. you know what I mean? So I'm just kind of like obsessed with it. And I'm obsessed with her journey towards self-expression and, like, self-actualization. Mm. Um, I think I told you last time about how she fled, like, her farming village yeah. to run to, like, Beijing <laughs> to be a film, like, extra. Love well, it. now our girl is writing scripts, okay? Really? Yes. The come up. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> our girl is writing scripts. Like, she's she's trying to make something for herself. And, yeah. It's funny that you, when you talk about, I've been thinking about youth a lot and how it's, like, fleeting. Mm. And how you want to be grateful for it because you're going to get older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And old what's I gonna say getting older I feel like comes with so much yeah pains and we're not gonna move like this or look like this oh, yeah. ever again mm-hmm. and my dad is like getting older obviously and he's thinking about his death and he's meeting his old school friends his old crushes and he's like he's like these people look so bad what? yeah he's like, <laughs> He said, he said to me, I don't know what I look like. I don't know what they see when they see me. Yeah. But what I'm what seeing. I'm seeing? <laughs> he was like, enjoy your youth. Yeah. He's like, I it's mean, coming for you. They always say youth is wasted on the young, right? Not me. <laughs> I'm outside. <laughs> well, I'm ready. No, literally. Yeah. Like, be ravenous with your youth, right? Oh, I wanted to read you something, actually. Mm, don't like, please. Just a little, like, a little tester of because the protagonist is called Fen Fang mm-hmm. and there's this bit where she says my youth began when I was 21 at least that's when I decided it began that was when I started to think that all these shiny things in life some of them might possibly be for me I feel like is that a question about youth like because she's saying it's about hope and ambition like I'm seeing she's saying my youth began when I saw that I could have that yeah exactly mm-hmm. that's to you and not only can I have that, like, I'm going to go and get that. I'm mm. going to go try and get that. Like, I don't have to settle for what I feel like has been my lot. Like, I'm going to go get all these nice, shiny things that are out there. I'm going to go get that. And I feel like you definitely go through that in, like, your 20s, right? When you're yeah. trying to become, like, independent and et cetera, et cetera. It's just kind of like there's things out there for me. And you know what? I think I could go get them. And I think it's really important to hold on to that even as you get older. Because mm. sometimes I think you get cynical and you think it's too late and mm-hmm. I've lost time and, mm-hmm. and it's like girl it's never too late go after it yeah it's never too late for anything thank you but yeah shout out Fen Fang send me that quote okay so today we are talking about self-help books 
Self-help books. <laughs> Sorry, I can't even. I'm just, this is going to be a very funny episode. I feel like. For me well, anyway. I, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's not set ourselves up. <laughs> yeah, or maybe it's going to be like a reckoning episode. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, mm. let me get into it. Yeah. So self-help books are non-fiction books written with the intention of instructing the reader on how to solve personal problems or to inspire readers to try to do things in a better way. So some famous ones include The Four Agreements, Atomic Habits, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm. They can cover a wide range of things, but I think some of the most popular ones have to do with achieving wealth, yeah. like gaining status, mm. confidence, and discipline. I, I feel like that's those are yeah. the key like probably top earning ones mm-hmm. <laughs> in the past I feel like I've looked down on them I don't know how you feel about that that's my current <laughs> <laughs> nothing's my current. changed <laughs> <laughs> but no it's not so much a thing of like looking down on them I think I'm just kind of like okay no it is yeah if I asked someone do you like to read and mm-hmm. they said yes and then I said what kind of books and they said rich dad poor dad I'd mm-hmm. be like okay oh yeah okay, yeah sure beautiful gown yeah like, <laughs> but I don't know I feel like I've started to meet people who take them more seriously Mm -hmm. and have exposed me to like a wider range of them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and now I'm feeling like okay Mm -hmm. I hear that I don't Mm -hmm. think it's my my thing Mm -hmm. but I I've I've dabbled more in them now okay but um so yeah that's what we're talking about today self-help books our concerns about them why we kind of are not immediately drawn to them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and why they might be problematic why they might be good why is it such a big industry oh if they're working why do we keep needing to buy these books the question for today mm. so yeah let's get into it what's the first one you ever heard of my the first one i ever heard of was um rich dad poor dad mm, yeah that's <laughs> definitely like up there isn't it rich dad poor dad yeah i haven't even read it no neither but i saw him on oprah Ah, yeah. when I used to do like the Oprah Book Club thing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I remember him coming on and talking about how his dad was the poor dad, and he had wow, his, and his friend's dad was like <laughs> the rich dad. The rich yes, dad. And he, I remember, and this. he could see how all his his friend's dad's habits had made them wealthy, and how his dad had basically like what's the opposite of an abundance mindset? Mm. I don't know, but like <laughs> apparently his dad didn't have that. Yeah, <laughs> he had a poverty mindset. Yeah, literally was the was the vibe. No. Yeah, I think I, I actually now that you mentioned that, I remember kind of like him when the book came out, like him framing his idea like for the book like around that. And I was like, what's your dad thinking of this now? Is that man alive? Because like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so you're basically saying that you saw the way that I behaved as you were a child and I was raising you and you were like, I'll, I'll never be like this. <laughs> like what? What? That's horrible. No, but yeah, I used I so then when I was younger, it was just like I don't get it. Like I don't get it. And then as I got older, I think I I didn't like it because I felt like it had this obsession with like productivity mm-hmm. and this idea that you you can be excellent, you can achieve excellence mm-hmm. if you would just yeah do invest this. in yourself first, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. manipulate people, yeah, literally. you know, do all mm-hmm. those things. So it just felt like yeah, abiding under capitalism and not really taking into account any kind of politics any mm. kind of like I don't think any self-help book ever talks about civil disobedience mm, like mm-hmm. even if we think about the writer's strike mm. okay writers can be I don't know follow the rules and self-help books but it's not getting them anywhere they need their money exactly so they're striking mm-hmm. and I, I f- can't think myself into like some of these 
situations that they're like saying that they're going to help with. Yeah. And I feel like especially like when you say like about how they have this like obsession with kind of like um, abiding kind of like under these capitalist ideals. And I think that's why I've never been like drawn or attracted to it because that just doesn't interest me. Like this kind of like thing of this is what you need to do to get ahead. Like these are the ways, the seven ways, the seven <laughs> habits of effective people. <laughs> The seven habits of successful people wake up at 4.30 a.m. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't need that. It's bad vibes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad vibes. And I feel like, as you're saying, they usually don't even take into account, like, the context of the reality of the world. Because mm -hmm. let's even start at the very beginning. Who's writing these self-help books? Does oh. your life look like mine? Or, like, when they write, sometimes it feels like they're writing for a particular economy. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. what if my economy doesn't have jobs... As, like they're not that available to mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm. So even if I wake up and I do a hundred applications, mm -hmm. who says I'm going to get mm -hmm. any return? Mm -hmm. So sometimes, I've, yeah, I've always looked at them and felt like, okay. sure, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, do, what do you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, because, no, what do they know? Yeah, no, those are the things. And then the other thing I felt like, sometimes I'd get them. I, I think, yeah, I want to learn about that. Mm -hmm. And then I'd get it. And then I feel like this could have been a blog post. <laughs> no, but it's like loads of chapters saying. Yeah, this could have been a bullet point list. <laughs> and some of, them, some of them I feel like are just full of loads of bullet points and pictures. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, mm -hmm. yeah, get a medium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like that's my thing, right? This whole thing about like being so obsessed with like advancing yourself, especially like at the possible detriment of like other people. Like it, they don't even factor in. So even speaking to kind of like the first few self-help books I became aware of, it's actually now that we're thinking about it or like talking about it, they're not actually even self-help books. It's just it's just that people use and read them like they are. Mm. So it would be things like The 48 Law Laws of Power by Robert Greene mm. or like The Art of War by like Sun Tzu, which aren't actually like about self-help. Like it's not about individual personal development these are like books that are kind of like broaching very like very wide ideas and then people are trying to like apply them to your just normal everyday life and mm. it's like no this was written by a warlord <laughs> <laughs> like, do you understand that but you know what's actually really sad that i listened to a podcast i think it's the diary of a ceo mm. and they were interviewing robert green mm -hmm. and he was describing how he started writing the book like he wrote the book I think he was like 38 or mm. 31. He had no money. He, I think he met an agent and the agent said, I will pay for your living costs. Write, write the half of the book. And it's like, so you've written this book by the grace of someone else or through meeting someone mm. else who's given you like a way forward. And then you write a book, trust no one. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> crush your enemies. Yeah, like literally. Don't reveal your intentions. I'm and, like... I want to know what some of these laws are, actually. No, yeah, get them up. Um, I'm, I'm bringing them up. She's screwed. But no, but the, so I was listening to him and he seemed like he was saying things. He did put some of it into context and it made sense. But I, he also said that he wouldn't write the same book today. And I think that people need to be aware that the people who are writing these books, you know, there's like a backstory. to. They're mm. also trying to make money. Mm -hmm. Like he was in a very desperate situation. I think some of the things he says are true. Like he was making this point about, he was like, because one of it, one of the laws is don't trust your friends. Like and then what? <laughs> then, then the guy who interviewed him was like, so do you trust your friends? Yeah. And he was like, I'm. What I'm saying is that if you want to like get into business, I wouldn't recommend that you hire your friends. You should mm. hire someone. It's it's better if you even hire your enemy. 
yeah. than your friend because it'll be more efficient. And I, I understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the points he's, he says that this is just how the world is. Like, I'm not, I don't think we should shy away from the fact that people are like this. Like, mm-hmm. the world is manipulative. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. There, I went to work and I was a bit naive and I learned some things. Mm. But I also feel like there's some good people out there yeah. who get things done mm-hmm. by being nice. By having integrity. By, by not being honest. Like, yeah, by being honest people. And like, we do all have our like shadow. He, he says it's our shadow sides. I think mm. we all have that. But I don't know. It just felt very unimaginative. See, for me, it's like things like, like obviously, as you said, never put too much trust in friends. Conceal your intentions. Always say less than necessary. Court attention at all costs. What? Court Court attention at all costs. (laughs) Get others to do the work for you, but always take the credit. That's the one that makes me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and he said that, he so he wrote Mastery, and I think Mastery Mm -hmm. is really good. Mm -hmm. And it's super encouraging Mm -hmm. and balanced. And I think he even... Has, does a little bio on Zora, Zora Neale Hurston and mm. talks about how she becomes a writer and how she masters mm. writing. And so he says that he wrote that to balance out this. what mastery was. <laughs> and no, sorry, not what... Um, Four Year Laws Yeah, of and power. I was like, damn, but people are still... He said that Four Year Laws of Power is doing even, like, the best it's ever done. I, I feel like it's literally one of those evergreen books, essentially. Robert, Robert Green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, jokes. <laughs> Crush your enemy totally. Who's your enemy? Do like average people have enemies? I don't have. I, well, I, I hope I don't. I don't think Do so. Like, who would I consider to be an enemy? So, like, for for me, like, the thing is, like, as you're saying, it's true. Like, as he's saying that this is quote unquote the reality of the world, and that people are manipulative and blah blah. blah. It's like, so should are we encouraging that? Like, we want more of that? Are we exactly. furthering that? And that's the abiding under capitalism aspect. Mm. It's like, oh, the world is like this. So if you want to get ahead, get, you know, you, you better be get like involved. That <laughs> <laughs> if you can't beat them, join them. And I think lead that, them. <laughs> lead them. Crush them. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, you kill me. No, but that is the vibe. So. When you open a book and it says crush your enemies, don't trust your friends, blah, blah, blah. I was it's not it's not No, but like imagine actually applying these like rules and laws to your life. Is that like a happy life? Are you gonna end up leading a happy life? But why did hip hop culture help this book to thrive? Oh, they love it. They love it. You know, like even just as also, this is one of the most like read books by like in prisons and by inmates as well. It's one of the most widely available books. I don't know if that was just a statistic for America, but mm-hmm. like I remember reading that somewhere and being like, hmm. Because you know in prison, they don't be giving them books. Like they're not really trying to give them books like that. So it's interesting to me that you can't give them, I don't know, the biography of like Malcolm X, but you're happy for them to have the 48 laws of power that are going to teach them how to be manipulative. And it's not helpful because it's not balanced. Yeah, exactly. It's not balanced. It just takes the worst elements of human nature and says, this is what the world is like. <laughs> emulate this no like yeah okay <laughs> no yeah so that's that's literally why I think when you when I met you we would laugh at <laughs> wait what would we laugh at people who said that they read <laughs> like if someone said they read Four Year Laws of Power yeah, I'd be yeah, like yeah. okay sure like but yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't take I didn't take it as serious reading yeah I mean now that you've 
Um, mentioned or told me about like this mastery thing. I'm yeah. gonna look that up and I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. And he's a, know, he sounds like a lovely man. Yeah, he does. And mm-hmm. he sounds. He said he's not ashamed of it. Yeah, in the book. But I hope he's seen the error of his ways though. But he actually has. Yeah, yeah. I think he's seen that it was quite dark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And mastery does feel like an apology. <laughs> <laughs> and I it's think, too late. But you know, nice try. Or no, whatever. but he, yeah, and he seems he seems like such a lovely man. But yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's good for him, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, and that's and that, and that kind of leads us to the point is that I don't feel necessarily feel like, yeah, like you read a book and then you're. I don't think anyone thinks that. Even the people who who enjoy self help books, I don't think they read them and think their lives will change. Mm-hmm. But I used to look at them and it, I felt like they felt that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like someone might read a self help book and be like, "This changed me. Mm-hmm, this changed mm-hmm. my life." Mm-hmm. And I just was very skeptical. Yeah. Yeah. Because. And maybe this is just like, maybe I'm projecting. Because mm. it could just be a me thing. Like, mm. I don't know if people are actually reading these books and they are putting into action everything that they're learning mm. and they're gaining so much from it. I don't know. For me. But then also, this could be because I've never read a self help book that I felt like inspired change or action in me. You know? No, I feel you. And so that's why like my opinion has changed because I've I have read self-help books that mm-hmm. have inspired change in me. Mm. But it only started because like I was seeing someone who read so many mm. self-help books. Mm-hmm. And then I would be talking give asking for advice, like, oh, this happened to me. And then they would give me a, a they would give me advice mm-hmm. that really helped me. And I'd be like, where did you learn that from? And they'd be like, This book, that book. And I was like, Oh. Okay. <laughs> And then I saw myself benefiting off of someone who read so many self-help books. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, how shameless of me. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the ones I felt like were good. Yeah, I was going to say, like, so what were their, like, faves or, like, the ones that they really so liked? I don't, again, I don't know the names, but when we drop the reading list, we'll have all the names for you guys. Mm-hmm. But the, the one thing, mm-hmm. I don't know who wrote that, mm-hmm. but it basically really helped me with just, like, remembering that you can't, when you're trying to, when you find yourself in a rut mm-hmm. and nothing is going well and you want to change your diet, your exercise, your sleep, and it's like you need to start with one. Mm. You need to like prioritize. And it's very simple. It's not complicated, but sometimes you just need someone to explain something to you mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. So that book really helped me. I really liked Peak. Mm. I, I thought Hirsch recommended that. Yeah. And Peak just reminded me that even if you just do one hour of something a day, mm. you, the change that you will see is will fascinate you. Yeah. Like you don't need to do so much to make yourself change, but you need to do something, a small bit every day, mm-hmm. a small efficient bit every day. Mm-hmm. And it goes into a lot of detail. Mm-hmm. I also think mastery is really good. Mm-hmm. Also, I think the book that you got me, like how to write it, mm-hmm. especially books about writing. Yeah, yeah. like how well, to I'm, do things. I've been reading, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think the most recent one was one by this producer guy, mm-hmm. The Creative Way. Hold on. Ruben, Rick Rubin. Oh, Rick Rubin. That's Rick pretty cool. Rubin book. I don't creative know if Act. A book. It's called the create the creative act way of being. Mm-hmm. It just came out recently, actually, mm-hmm. and this it's really good. So I feel like what I'm hearing there that's kind of like different from the books that we were talking about earlier is that like these books that you mentioned now are more about kind of like introspection and like turning inwards, whereas like the ones that I feel like I'm opposed to and that seem to do the best more about like turning outwards and like acting on the world like mm. in some sometimes questionable ways mm. you know what I mean but like these ones like as you're saying for example like peak which is that was the one about like making the most out of um what your 20s 
Or no, it's about, it's a, one of those ones about achieving mm-hmm. like excellence. Like how, mm-hmm. how, it kind of reviews people who have achieved excellence in their careers mm-hmm. and then the methods. The methods yeah. Things. Yeah, exactly. So like, I feel like that's more kind of like introspective, you know, and like what can I from inside, what can I change from inside like outwards? Yeah. Or not like, you know, how can I manipulate people or yeah. like how can I act on others in order to like get the things that I want it's yeah. more like how can I act on myself to... in order to achieve the things that I want yeah you know so I guess like I feel like that kind of like self-help is actually self-help yeah mm-hmm. and I but there's some of them that where they're asking you to act on others like was it how to win friends and influence people mm-hmm. I haven't read it, mm. but I feel like people have said good things about it mm-hmm. and I think that is asking you to act on others but from a different at least it's saying how to win friends yeah you know win. how to um, be a nice person <laughs> I'm assuming but like how I'm to... assuming yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's I, but yeah but I I imagine it's not saying crush your enemies totally mm-hmm. but, you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also like meditations by Marcus how do you say his name Aurelius Marcus Aurelius yeah he I read that and that's really good I was just saying, isn't that just like very super old though did you find that it still is it holds, you found it still applicable it holds because, up to be fair he was literally like a Roman emperor right so yeah yeah I guess it's not so much a thing where like we're saying do away with all these kind of like old books written by powerful men from mm-hmm. like centuries past. Because mm-hmm. as you're saying, you enjoyed meditations, right? I did. Like once again, that I sounds do. like introspection. And I go back to it mm. um, regularly. And I, What's I, your favorite thing about it? I just think that it just, it's very, I feel like it has very stoic principles. Mm. And oh, stoic. Yeah, yeah. I also did like The Four Agreements. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, that could have also been, it's a very small book, mm-hmm. but it's very simple and effective. Yeah, just okay. a good little reminder. Yeah, I mean, I came here, like, obviously to, to hate. <laughs> I came here to be a dark cloud, but I feel like <laughs> you're really, yeah, you're giving me some food for thought Winning, here. winning you over. Yeah, you kind of are. Because I feel like I've been painting them just kind of like with one kind of brush. I'm just like mm. self-help. Ugh. Yeah. Not for me. But like, you're right. There's like some nuance here. Like there's some... There is some. But I, I definitely don't like when I see just like when someone just only reads them. Mm. I don't know why, but maybe that like maybe that's just me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I feel like I learn a lot of self-help from literature. Mm-hmm. Literature? From fiction. Mm. Yeah, no, same. Yeah. So I was going to ask, actually, so this person that you were dating that would read a lot of self-help, did they read anything else? Like, did you ever try and get them to read, yeah, like, so it was widely? That, it was that kind of thing where mm. he recommended nonfiction. I re- recommended fiction. Okay, nice. Yeah. yeah so actually, kind of works. Yeah, but also he put me onto Maya Angelou. Oh, really? So every now and then, he would branch out. No, man put you on his Maya Angelou. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> what? What about the diamonds betwixt your thighs, girl? <laughs> yeah, to be fair. Well, the thing is, I didn't enjoy that poem when I read it in high school. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he did You knew her. But I didn't mean. like it in high school. Oh, I was you didn't like, like it, really? I didn't like But maybe it's because, you know, when you go, you're go, you in high school and you're analysing poetry, I just feel like the teachers take it too far. <laughs> what, what do you think she meant how here? Does, how, how does that make you feel? Like, what, what is that? You, and it's like... I that don't full even, stop there. What do you think what she... What do you think that what does? Why did she put that there? <laughs> and I'm like... And I'm like... It ends the sentence. It just... <laughs> It means you're pausing. Okay? <laughs> and it really put me off poetry because I felt like, am I going to sit here to break down every piece of this mm. architecture? No. So I, I really, I didn't like it. Mm. Shout out to my English teachers. They were great, but I just, maybe I wasn't as passionate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah. 
So, yeah. Actually, speaking of a self-help book that I actually really want to read. <laughs> I really want to read it. I don't it. believe you. I actually really want to read it. But like every time, because I've heard so many good things about it. And mm. it just sounds like what I need right now, mm. which is the Atomic Habits one. Yeah. Everyone seems to be absolutely James changed Clear, by that book. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's like... Something that I personally would like to work on. I love the concept of just how like changing small things and then also like chaining habits can like lead to bigger change, mm. right? That's kind of what it's about, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like I could learn so much from that. I think, yeah, I think there's a lot to learn from them. But mm-hmm. I, I actually do prefer to learn it through someone else reading it <laughs> and then telling me the little bits that they've learned and then us kind of discussing it yeah. in context of our lives mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then me taking it away and applying it. <laughs> <laughs> but not me reading it. <laughs> What is your equivalent to self-help books? Like if you, yeah, as someone who doesn't read them, how do you find content or what kind of content inspires you to do better or helps you solve your personal problems? Mm. You know, fiction actually does that for me in the sense where like inspirational stories and which is like not to keep going back to it, but like even with um, 20 Fragments of Ravenous Youth, which I'm like reading now. I'm finding myself so inspired by this book, even though like nothing is really happening and it's not as though like she's really advancing that much, but it's just kind of like when that spirit of like... I think you said it. <laughs> nothing is coming to mind. I think you said it. That reading inspiring people basically inspires you to act. Yeah, like reading yeah. inspiring stories or like reading just inspirational lives so even not just like fiction but maybe even a memoir like I'll do a memoir Uh, yeah yeah I was just gonna say that that Mm -hmm. my thing is memoir Mm -hmm. which is why my Angelou inspires me Mm -hmm. I I have so many biographies autobiographies yeah because seeing people live their lives for me gives me because fiction inspires me but in a very like theoretical way Mm -hmm. and then I like self-help books because some of them the really good ones have really practical tools Mm. and I feel like memoir has practical tools because people are saying I did this yeah and this is how I did it and and you can see how their lives have ups and downs Mm. and that gives you the persistence that you need because Mm -hmm. change takes long yeah change takes a long time yeah it's so weird because I feel like change takes a long time and then it also kind of just happens all together at once in a certain way you arrive at the destination and you're like how did yeah wait (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh I'm perfect yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you know now that I think about it I don't actually think I turn to reading to help me solve personal problems Mm. where do you turn to like maybe my friends or like Mm. just to myself I'm you know I'm very like internal like when I need to like solve things so Mm. I think I really only turn to books for like escapism Mm. or like for you know if I am having personal problems if I'm picking up a book it's because I want to yeah I want to not think about it for a while (laughs) (laughs) you know like I'm not I'm going to to Narnia yeah (laughs) (laughs) see you guys when I'm back from Narnia but like I'm not trying to read about the issue that I'm trying to not think about (laughs) you know like and I know that's probably like counterproductive it would probably be helpful but like no (laughs) I won't I don't want help and I won't (laughs) and I won't take it (laughs) I want to suffer I'm (laughs) screaming come through this in some way live learn live and learn (laughs) laugh love live laugh learn (laughs) okay that's what I want to do no friends is definitely um, one for me friends yeah. and family oh my goodness I call my dad 
Oh, really? I call my father. I'm like, Daddy, I where are that. you? Can you talk? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm driving. <laughs> Pull over. <laughs> now. Oh, my God. So what are some, like, some of the memoirs that you feel like have... Really inspired me. Yeah. Or you've gained the most kind of, like, life-altering... Knowledge from. So I did Malcolm X. Mm. And... There's a bit in it where he, when he's in jail mm-hmm. and he's talking about how he read the dictionary mm. and there's bits where he to like learn new words and things like that. And then, because I think he had like an eighth grade education oh, wow. in the eighth, eighth grade? grade. Yeah. I know because we're British. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a bit where he's talking about when he, have you seen his interviews? A few, yeah. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about how he's driving to them and he's rehearsing in the car on mm. the way. And it's like, you just watch him and you think, oh, he's a natural. Mm. Oh, he's so great. But then he's saying, I am rehearsing all the way mm. on the journey, like repeating my lines, preparing my speeches. But yeah, like learning new words all co- like con- continuously. And so like, that was really inspiring to me. And his like conviction, I don't know, he has mm. he was he had so much conviction. Mm. He he really believed in what he was doing and that guided everything he did and it made him so fearless. Yeah. Not fearless actually, but it made him Yeah, like he went he was able to move move past his fear. Because mm. he, he did have that. Mm. Then there was James Baldwin. This is so funny, but it really inspired me that he was in debt all his life. <laughs> I wouldn't say inspired me but it just reminded me that these people are just people Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. this man I don't know how much money he made but apparently he kept like an entourage around him Mm -hmm. because he never wanted to be alone and he never really found love so he had these people around him and every night he'd cook like these huge meals and he'd sing and he was like financing everyone around him because he Mm -hmm. paid for like a house big enough to host everyone Mm -hmm. he was obviously paying for all the food yeah so I don't want to keep banging on but like those are some examples of like me reading other people live their lives and think this maybe I don't want to do that because that didn't work but I'll take this or yeah but also just a reminder that when I'm feeling low that it's normal mm-hmm. and it's part of life yeah yeah I mean like that saying you think that your suffering is unique in this world right and yeah and you read but also the thing of you think that people who are great never mm. are great at everything mm-hmm. or yeah. never have down days or don't have bad money management mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. so I find memoirs really, really inspiring. What memoirs do you like? So I guess for me, it's less memoirs, which I really do need to read more of, I think, of like the people that I find incredibly interesting. But it's more uh, less memoirs and more kind of like just essay collections mm. written by people or like autofiction mm. kind of thing. So like, for example, I love Joan Didion's like Slouching Towards Bethlehem. That's a bad bitch. Honestly. And then just kind of, as you're saying, watching people lead like very interesting lives and just learning something from mm, them. Mm. Yeah, I can't think of another one. Now. I really need to read Joan Didion to this day, girl. Yeah. I'm ashamed. You can go for fiction, you can go for nonfiction. She's got it all. time for our book request segment where you send us in your book requests or things that you'd like to read ideas that you might have for your reading and we try and recommend you some books yeah that kind of fit that bill okay do you want to take it away yeah okay so this listener said i just read people person by candice carty williams Mm. and i enjoyed it because it provided 
escapism for me. I think it was because it had so many characters, was based in London, and there was a family dynamic with lots of family banter. Please, can you recommend something similar? Hmm, I love that. Very specific. Yeah, very specific. Yeah. That's all we like. Yeah. I want it to be hella specific. <laughs> and also, is People Person the first book that Candace Carty Williams has put out since mm. Queenie? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think this is her second novel. Yeah, damn. And Queenie was like, how long ago? Aren't they still turning that to a show? Absolutely. They are? Yeah. Damn. Honestly, write your books, guys. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> we love that. Okay. Like, I also need to read um, People Person, actually. I haven't finished Queenie. Really? And I know so many, you're like, finish it so we can talk about it. I still yeah, haven't. I need to read so it. It's so messy. I think at this point, I've probably forgotten like half the mess. I'd have to read it again. But like, I remember just being like, get it together. <sighs> Girl. <laughs> Girl. Girl, yeah, no. Girl. Oh, sister was damn bad and I didn't like it. Oh, was... you did not like her? No, no, not that I didn't like her. Oh, I right. didn't like how down bad she was. Oh. I was like... Okay, you're going to hate me. What does down bad up. mean? I thought down bad was like, she's 10 toes. No, no, no. Oh. What? <laughs> what does that mean? Being down bad, just, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It just means being down bad. Like, she's she's not doing well. Like, she's down oh. bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like down Oh, down bad. and out. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> she's down and out bad. So, yeah, she was just rolled down bad. You're saying, bitch, I'm a buddy. I get what I want. <laughs> yeah, no. Stop playing with him, Riot. Whatever she says. No, it's the literal, completely opposite meaning. Okay. She was just like throwing herself constantly at this like man and I was just kind of like loving the white yourself man. yeah stand mm-hmm. up oh. stand up <laughs> you know like oh. no you know okay this okay. is even about Queenie yeah, sorry. how I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna finish it so we can fight about it okay um, so you, we won't fight about it because no, you'll agree like, with me yeah I was gonna fight her Queenie oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry sorry listener but yeah so a book with many characters and based in London family dynamics we love that. Yeah. So the first thing that came to mind for me was actually definitely Zadie Smith. Yeah. Because I feel like she does a lot of that. Yeah. Um, family dynamics, obviously London. Yeah. And especially if you're from Northwest, then... Oh, stand up people. Stand up, Northwesty. North, North <laughs> <laughs> so definitely Zadie Smith. I think on Beauty, which is kind of like about this British slash American mixed race family and kind of like their dynamics yeah. and their like story and history that one's like a pretty interesting one yeah. like the father's like a professor or something yeah and there right? are two families guy. yeah the two yeah, families two involved families. and it travels between america and england yeah yeah mm-hmm. that one's a good one, good one. Mm-hmm. and then white teeth which yeah. i think is also based on like family dynamics isn't it yeah mm-hmm. is it a bengali bengali family and a british family mm. yeah so she loves it she yeah, this is, her, this is her thing. Yeah, she actually <laughs> loves it. Because I haven't read NW. You haven't? No, have you? Oh, you have to. I is it good? So. I don't remember that. I've got I it I feel though. like I read it like a while ago. I've got it. I'll, I'll read it. I'm obsessed with Zadie Smith. I love Zadie Smith. As a Smith. person. Yeah. Yeah. As a person. I don't know her, but yeah, as, as a, a figure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As you, my personal friend. Yeah, literally. Yeah, Miss Zadie. And then was like, Zadie. <laughs> I'm like, and then Zadie So like said, Zadie said... <laughs> You know that woman? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Smith? <laughs> yeah, no, it's Miss Smith. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Lady Smith. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Read her catalogue. Yeah. And then another one, actually, that I was going to suggest, because it came to mind, and I've been thinking about her a lot ever since last week's episode, mm. which is Angela Carter. 
I love her. I'm really scared to Google if she's alive or not now. I'm really afraid to do oh, it. I'm going to check. You shouldn't have put it in my head. I know. <laughs> I want to live in my head where she's just very much alive and timeless. She's... Oh, no. She oh, died. no. She died before we were born. Oh, shit. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why did I think she was, like, more contemporary than that? Because she's that bitch. Yeah, wow. The content held up. Because I know, like, Bloody Chamber came out in the 80s or something, right? I'm not sure. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, 1979. Wow. Yeah. 1979? Yeah. It's when Bloody Chamber, the Bloody Chamber came out? Yeah. <laughs> and the book you're about to recommend came out in 1991. Wow. Yeah. And that cover is amazing. Yeah, I love yeah. Wise Children. So the book that I was going to recommend is Wise Children by Angela Carter. And it's about kind of like this really funny, eccentric, super theatrical family. Like some of them have been like actors. Some of them have been like in the circus. Like they're just like very ridiculous. <laughs> and they're living in this house. I honestly want to say in like Camberwell. But it's like somewhere in South London. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just funny. Like funny fam like family dynamics. And it's a good time. It's a good time. And I feel like Angela Carter was also so like witty and... In the way that she wrote. I'm actually still blown that By, the Bloody Chamber will come out in 1979. I know. That's what I'm trying to say. Also the fact that the wise children are called Nora and Dora. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> twins. <laughs> they're twins. Performing twins. But yeah, so those are our suggestions for a book that kind of focuses on family life or family dynamics. Yeah. Has loads of characters and is London based. Yeah, with a bit of banter. Yeah, with a bit of banter. Yeah, please let us know if you pick any of them up, if you like them. And send us your book requests, please. DM us on Instagram at The Stacked Pod. Or email us. Yeah, email us. Or, you know, text us if you know us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now it is time for takeaways. Amanda? Oh, wait, oh, actually, should is. I start? Because I was the one who was on the fence here. <laughs> <laughs> I can start, but I'm happy for you to go. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, okay, you go, go, go. No, you go. Because I... <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I think I'm going to read a self-help book. Which one? <laughs> I don't know. She's like, let me start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> can I just feel it first? <laughs> but no, no, no. I think I actually will. It's probably going to be one of the ones that you have spoken about today. Yeah. I think I really want to read... Actually, I might read Meditations. Mm, I think you really like that. Well. I'm like, yeah, because yeah. you said that it's really stoic. Yeah. And I'm like really interested in like stoicism and yeah. just like that way of like life, yeah. you know, and like applying those things to like your life as well. So really I think I'll read that. And there's loads of copies in secondhand books. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like it's, I mean, a classic. You can find it. Yeah, everywhere. I'm trying to steal Tamara's copy. She's got a really beautiful version. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to take watching it? me every time I leave. I'm yeah. like, she's like, what's that? <laughs> I'd like to read more essays. Mm. I haven't. Mm. Have I? I've read a few, but not the ones that are like on life. Mm -hmm. I've read a few. I think I've read a few by David Foster Wallace. Foster Wallace. Mm -hmm. And he's excellent. But sometimes it's just a bit, I don't know. Like too 
Um, American. Oh, like yeah. it's very focused on the American situation. So mm. Sometimes you just feel like you're some kind of spectator watching mm. a documentary. And mm-hmm. I'm like, can you just... That is really how Americans want the rest of us to feel, like, constantly, isn't it? <laughs> constantly. Yeah, and it's, so that that's... that's. But he's really good, and I've taken a lot from it. But I want to read some Joan Didion. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Starting Towards Bethlehem. I are think you sure? like it. Okay. Yeah, I think you'd like it. Or the White Album. But Audrey, I mean, I started with Slouching Towards Bethlehem, and I liked it. Okay. So. Okay, well, I'm going to read some more essays. And I think the White Album is when she was more kind of, like journalisty as well so it kind of depends on like what you really want to read like if you want to read about like her and her life and her youth or if you want to read her and like LA New York and like all these names and people she's around and all these people she's interviewing and mm. etc cetera, etc cetera. which is like both maybe I'll just do both yeah yeah both I'll just fun. do both yeah yeah and, and maybe I guess just to nope that's it ah! <laughs> I was just about to be like, two take away Amanda. <laughs> Cut the cameras. Not dead ass. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We love having you with us. Next week, we are taking a stroll down memory lane and we're going to be talking about the books we read as children and teenagers. Oh, I'm so excited for this. How wholesome. I know. I'm, I think it's going to be so wholesome. I know. I'm I can't excited. wait to look back. Yeah, same. I'm going to be like doing a lot of research. I wish that I had some kind of database of like... All the books I read. Yeah. yeah. Because I read a lot more out of libraries. Yeah, same. But I don't have them. Yeah, I was yeah. like a library girl. You know, so like it was never books that... Well, not never, but mostly it wasn't books that I actually owned. My parents didn't buy books much. Really? As in, not for us. They yeah, bought books yeah. for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and they bought us like horrible histories. Yeah. Oh, shout out. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that is also a good time. Listen, you're having fun and you're learning. <laughs> we're we're going to get into that. <laughs> yeah. But in the meantime, you can find us on Instagram at the Stack Pod. Please join our little book community. We also share our reading list on there. You can follow me, Amanda, at Amanda Afwa. And me, Zipporah, at Black and Bound on Instagram. This has been Stacked, and remember to pick up a book. <laughs>